Hey, what's up? My name is DeAndre Kiera, and you are tuned in to an all-new episode of Just Let It Glow Podcast. Oh, guys, we are on day 11 of the Glow Up Challenge. That means we have 20 more days left. That means you got 20 more days to experience a glow up and to join the challenge. And um, if you guys want the details once again, throughout the month of October, we are embarking on a glow up challenge. And it just entails these few uh, things. Refrain from social media within the first hour that you wake up. Um, We also want you to move to listen to some good mood music, a good podcast, YouTube video, affirmations, guided meditation um, in the morning when you wake up. Um, Also, move your body three times a week um, just to gain endorphins. Like the more we move our body, the better we feel mentally and physically and spiritually. So that could be anything, jumping rope, going for a walk, doing Pilates, stretching, yoga, going to the gym, um, doing line dancing in your house, whatever you want to do, do that. Um, And read a book that challenges you. So if you're someone that doesn't read leisurely, pick up a book that would hold your attention and read it. I don't give a damn if it's the coldest one ever or if you read a Michelle Obama book, like read something that, you know, they can help you and um, throughout your next glow up, you know. Um, also journaling throughout the challenge, write how you have been feeling, write down what's been going on um, with you. How has the challenge um, changed any of your thought processes, things that you are struggling with that you didn't realize things that you're grateful for, you know, while we are always trying to level up, we always are humble and understand, you know, appreciate what we have while on our way to elevate. So if you want to join a challenge, tap in, you can start at any time, tell a friend to tell a friend and um, follow me on Instagram at JST Let It Glow. And you you can follow the podcast page. JST Let It Glow and follow me personally if you like at DeAndre Kiera underscore on Instagram. So let's get into the show. So funny thing, talking about the I had a revelation today, y'all. So y'all know part of the challenge is to listen to music that make you feel good that can get your day going so ever since i was a kid this one song like always makes me feel good it's called so good by destiny's child is off their um second album writing on the wall so i love 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 this song like it's just so fun it's so upbeat it's a shit talker but it's like oh yeah like y'all thought i wasn't gonna be anything but like i made it I'm, my life's good i'm feeling good i look good you know, today's a good day every day, you know, type of vibe. Like, it's, you know, Dustin's Child always been very braggadocious. So I love that song. And I was talking to my friend, Allison, about it. And she was like, oh, you know what other song I like by them that just make me happy? And I was like, what, happy face? She was like, yeah, that's another song that's off their Survivor album. I was like, yeah, it's crazy that you said that because I thought about it this morning and I added it to the official Just Let It Glow challenge playlist, which is on Tidal and Apple. It's also linked on my link tree. So if you want to get down with this feel good playlist, you know, shameless plug, go listen to it. But I'm like, oh yeah, I'm gonna add it on there. So while I'm doing that, I'm listening to, like, I'm looking at, like, we start talking about the different songs on the album. And y'all, you know, when people be like, what's the album that shaped your life? I think this, I think the goddamn Survivor album shaped my damn life. If this album, I'm gonna just read y'all some of the songs. If this album is not me. I don't know what is. So we like, oh yeah, the independent part two song. I'm gonna read y'all the lyrics, right? And I was like, oh my God, this is me. She says, only ring yourself when I'm feeling lonely. When it's all over, please get up and leave. Please don't call me baby, cause I'll call you. Don't mean to hurt your feelings, got a lot to do. Cause I'm in my number one priority. No falling in, left no commitment from me. <laughs> I said, wait, if this ain't me, I don't know what it is. 
like, like, I don't know. Like, if it wasn't me, if this song ain't about me, I don't know. It, it's like, it's another song. We was talking about Fancy. And y'all know I always be, like, cool with people. And then, like, for some reason, it's always a fallout. And I don't be doing shit. So, you know how, like, you grow up. And people always be like, they just jealous of you. So this is one of those songs, if you grew up, tell, your mom telling you that bitches just be jealous of you. So it's like, um, I've always been so nice to you, girl. Helping you, girl. There for you, girl. You always try to compete with me, girl. Using me, girl. Abusing me, girl. Flirting with every man you see. Especially if the man likes me. <laughs> Find your own identity. <laughs> Like, this album is, like, so problematic. And I'm like, yo, this album really shaped my life. Destiny's Child, Beyonce's penmanship done raised me. Like, so when I be saying, like, I really don't be caring what nobody else got going on, I be in my own zone. Like, I pride myself on being able to take care of myself and do well for myself. Like, if you can't come to the table with that type of energy, like you want to do better than I can do for myself or respect that I can do for me, I can't listen to it. Like I can't do it. Like if the friendship start getting weird, I'm out. (laughs) Like if the friendship start getting weird, if you know, somebody not going to be able to give me their all, I'm out the door. Like, the whole commitment thing is so funny because if you know me for real, you know I am not great at commitment. Like, I'm always finding the first reason to bail out. Like, but I don't really be the problem because, to be honest, it ain't nobody that I fumbled, so. And all the motherfuckers still want me, so there's that. But no, I was like, yo, I didn't realize this album shaped me. And she was like, no, this this album is your personality to the T. Because it's like so many like lover girl songs on here. Then it's like um like self-care and self-love uh songs. Then there's like the Jesus, like the you know, back in the day, all the R and B girls lay a song on their album had to be gospel. So it's like definitely like some praise and worship on here. <laughs> it's um like girl, we out tonight, let's go. And then there's Survivor <laughs> that I coincidentally skip every time I listen to the damn album. But yeah, I was cracking up. Like that really shaped my damn life. But let's get into the show. So last week, right, right after we was done recording. Did I talk about this last week? That uh, Kim Kardashian... Maybe I did, but I'm going to talk about it again. Kim Kardashian got her ass read down to the ground by Tristan Thompson's baby mama. Maybe I hinted at it, but I didn't read what the sister actually said. Sister girl ate her up. So Tristan Thompson is a basketball player, and he shares two children with Khloe Kardashian. Um, on a recent episode of the Kardashians, Kim Kardashian decided to say that Tristan Thompson was not a good spouse to her sister, Khloe Kardashian, but he's a great father and he has been there for not only his children, uh, not only for his children with Khloe, but for her children as well. He has um picked up her son from school and been to basketball games and that he's just an awesome father but he wasn't a great spouse so his first baby mom because all he got is baby mom close the baby mom too so jordan and craig is his ex-girlfriend and here's the tea about them if you never knew i'm telling you right now Jordan Craig was his girlfriend. They were together. I remember seeing them on Instagram back when they were together. She was like one of those initial when you first got Instagram, like the the first girls that always go viral on like TikTok. I'm not TikTok, Twitter, um, Instagram, Tumblr days. That's like, oh, like she's just cute and she travels and da 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 da. Like you know how like we have luxury girl TikTok. She's the first one to do that. Like she's the Instagram luxury. 
I am, I grew up with a silver spoon in my mouth. My daddy got money. I'm that girl type of girl, but I'm not, you never going to hear my voice. That's who she was. So she was dating uh, Tristan Thompson for some time. And during the time of Kevin Hart and his wife's wedding, which she's related to Kevin Hart's wife. So they're, they're there because of her, because of her relation to Kevin Hart and his wife. Keep in mind, Tristan Thompson is not a household name. He's just a basketball player. And I think one thing that people do not realize is that you can literally be a basketball player, but that does not equate to fame. Does it like unless you're like really into basketball, you will have no idea who the fuck Tristan Thompson was at this point. So they were at this wedding due to the fact that she's related. She's cousins with Aniko Hart. At this time, she's about six, seven months pregnant. And guess who else is a guest at this said well wedding? Chloe fucking Kardashian. And you know what happens? This motherfucker breaks up with Jordan while she's fucking big pregnant in her third trimester, hence the nickname third trimester Tristan. That's his nickname that they gave him. Leaves her, breaks up with her, and gets with fucking Khloe Kardashian. Then after the baby is born, pretended as if that baby does not exist, as if she was a fucking jump off. He then only posts the son when he brings the son around for his daughter's birthday. You never see him with him. You never see him post. He posts Chloe's daughter all the time. And their son together. You never, like, before then, never seen them together. Never saw him acknowledge it. Always, like, I think it was, like, something very weird, like, on uh, True's first birthday. Like, he mentioned how, like, she taught him how to love as his first daughter like what as if you didn't have a son prior to so your son didn't teach you how to love and to be honest don't put that on little true because you still don't know how to love because you're a broken bastard so being as though he does nothing for jordan craig's son big her big sis has something to say about it and we're gonna read what Ms. uh kai craig had to say I gotta go on one of the sleazy blogs to read it. Uh, do I want to do the shade room? Not really. All right. So this is the Hollywood unlock. Lock. Not like it's any better. But okay. So it says Jordan Craig's sister calls out Tristan Thompson for being a deadbeat. Be a real parent for my nephew Prince. Her name is Kai Craig. And also, please note she's also somebody who never posts on social media. But after seeing the video from the last episode of Kardashian, she had plenty plenty to say. And it's always those ones that never talk. But when they talk, they clear the whole fucking room. I wonder what her sign is. But it says, it has been so hard to refrain from speaking up and out of respect of my sister's privacy. I haven't for over seven years, but this is just too much. It's so painful to see how Tristan can find the time to do these nice things for others, but can't seem to show up and be a real parent for my nephew Prince. The fact that he can take other children to school and activities in the same city, yet never sees or speaks to his own son, unless it's for a party or a planned photo opportunity, opportunity is appalling and inexcusable. Kim Kardashian I don't want to believe that you are this insensitive to the fact that he literally ignores his children. That's nice if he has been a good friend to you, but let's consider our sisters before taking to global platforms to defend this man's character. On another note, to set the record straight, the child support rumors are inaccurate in all caps. Tristan has not paid that child support in a very long time and has stopped paying Prince's school tuition. Yet he's being applauded for picking up and dropping off other kids to school school and other activities. He hasn't even inquired where Prince goes to school now. Despite it all, my sister continues to work multiple jobs as she has since she was 16 years old so that Prince will never have to feel a difference. But regardless, stepping up to your... Stepping up for your son is not all about money. It's the time spent. Real Tristan 13, you are not, in all caps, you are not a good father if you can't be a good father to all of your children. Mike drop, walks off. 
That's it. Ate him up, ate him up, and they haven't said shit since in a week. Haven't said shit since. And at this point, it's just asinine. It's so, the fact that y'all are continuing to try to make this man seems like he's a good person. Let's also not mention that Kim is definitely disrespectful to you because when your sister was in her third fucking trimester with her first child, this bastard cheated on her with multiple women. Not a good father. He risked the health of not only the mother of his child, but his child when he did that. Not a good father to me. Not just that. This sick, this sick bastard sat there and decided to go on with getting IVF and getting a surrogate with Khloe Kardashian to, so for them to have their son, who is, I, I think like a year old now, or about to be a year old, um, just for their son, they were trying to do IVF and they went through a surrogacy process during a time in which they were going through the process of, you know, get, getting embryos, um, finding a surrogate. This motherfucker knew that it was a woman claiming to be pregnant by him and never said nothing to Chloe. She literally finds out that this woman is pregnant because it hit the blogs the same fucking week her fucking surrogate gets pregnant. So where is the good father and a good friend? He shouldn't even be your motherfucking friend. Even if that's your sister's baby dad, I don't give a damn. I do not give it a good goddamn. See, y'all always try to be like, this is family. This is, bitch, fuck you. No, what's family would have been if y'all embraced his child that he had prior to him getting with your sister. Like, there's literally photos of him and Jordan happily together right before that wedding. You are a dirty bastard. Kim Kardashian, you're an asshole. And y'all have the tendency to keep trying to make this man look like a good person. He's not a good person. Cut the fucking shit. Like, he's not a good person. You're 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 a goddamn asshole. You're not that great of a person yourself. We're not even going to talk about you and your sister drama. We'll be here since until next fucking week talking about you, bitches. But no, that pit shit had me pissed off. And I'm glad they finally said something because one of the things that irritate me is when you're a good person and you continuously try to save other people. And by saving other people, people, it always make you look crazy and it fucking hinders your growth. When you want to sit there and cover, and we talked about this last week, cover and cover for people and pretend like their bad behavior isn't fucked up. It is. And it has causing effects. And I know like keeping the public out your business and everything else, but baby, let me tell you, I would not let nobody have no false narratives. I would not. I don't know. I would probably be better because nobody, if you're not doing for my kid, don't be walking around saying that you a good dad. I'm going to tell y'all right now. I check my dad Facebook every motherfucking year on Father's Day just to make sure. Because the moment I see somebody wish that bitch a happy Father's Day and never seen him with his goddamn kids, I'm airing Facebook out. So, or if he posts himself talking about Happy Father's Day, I'm airing him the fuck out. I'm telling y'all now, if y'all ever see me go off, if y'all on my Facebook, that's why I don't accept new people. But if y'all ever see me air this bitch out on Facebook, that's why. Because I wish somebody would celebrate a day in which they ain't never do. Not just for me, but any of your fucking kids. Bitch, please, you ain't have a Happy Father's Day on me. I'll ruin everybody's day. So, yeah. Good job, uh, Jordan sister. Stop making people make it. But another person who finally decided to stop being kind and shed that little sweet good girl image, I don't get mad, I don't get irritated type of energy was Tia Mori. Y'all had Tia fucked up over the weekend. So during that podcast, why well, I say podcast like that, podcast, during the podcast last week, she, um, pretty much mentioned that dating since she's gotten divorced she um feels like dating is really hard and um she was she was saying like dating's hard and 
she didn't realize like the dating pool had piss in it. Like we all say, I'm gonna play it. Hopefully, it's from Chris Go Perry TV. Shot of tequila. <laughs> Hard is it in the dating oh, world now? Oh my god! <laughs> what is it like out there for for, for a single woman? Shot of tequila. No, <laughs> no I've been single for five years, so um, I don't know what this world is like out there. But I know, it, but from what I see and from what I hear, it is tough. It is very tough. I will say, I've I've only been in the dating world for I want to say three months now, mm-hmm. and it is exhausting. Like, I want to throw the towel in. <laughs> I'm like, what is wrong with, you know? <laughs> you know, and I will say this. Okay. Someone had told me and I was, I, I, I wanted to be like, no, I, I disagree with you. And I don't want to believe it. They were like, you just, because I, my, you know, my last relationship when dating was, you know, when I was, you know, dating this person, it was beautiful. It was amazing. It was wonderful. There was courting that was, you know, involved. Um, Art is it in the dating world? Art is it? So basically she was just saying like, men don't want to court. She's realizing like, they just want to jump into either a relationship or jump into like, they want you to bait them or try out to have a date basically and we've talked about that and before i get into what she has to say what she had to say because people here are messed up maybe i'm just read what she said because people started to say well if dating is so hard why won't you just go back to your husband why won't you you know date your heart date your husband again like it's not going to get any better and you know you have an option so she decided to go on Twitter, because I'm not calling it X. It's still Twitter to me. Um, She says, just because the dating life is complicated doesn't mean that I'm going to go back to something that no longer served me. That's like saying if I don't book an audition or a part right away, I'm going to give up on my drama, on my dreams as an actor. Please just stop. I ain't that weak. Please move on because I have thank you next. And she followed up with, I'm no longer allowing the lies and blocks creating false information. I create the narrative, not you, for clickbait. If you don't hear it from me, it's all I it's all lies. Um in the Oh yeah, we don't need to know that. But yeah, so I I totally agree. I think that y'all are, not y'all, but I think people are just like a bunch of lonely ass people. Like a lot of people are just so, y'all have no boundaries. And when you are dealing with people who have settled, when people that have settled on life projects on you, you have to realize that it's just projection and let them know where they got you fucked up at. I have had conversations with people where they're just like, oh, you know, I went back because da 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 or dating is so hard. Dating is hard. Dating is very hard. But what's, what's worse to me is always going somewhere where I'm not loved, where I'm not appreciated, where I'm fucking miserable, and where I'm not growing. And I don't think, like, they had a situation with cheating. I think sometimes people just really grow apart and... If you're constantly elevating and you're changing the way that you think, changing the way that you want to live, and it it no longer um, coincides with the person you thought you would be with forever, to the point where neither one of you guys are happy, is miserable, it feels forced, why not love yourself? And we talked about this last week. You had to love yourself more than you love anybody else. You have to the more you love yourself, the better decision-making you'll you'll have. And I say this all the time. I can always, I love the fuck out of myself. Like, I really do. However, even me, I can love myself just a little bit more sometimes because even when I make certain decisions or when I do shit, I know that I'm, like, I'm doing myself a disjustice. Like, I just know that I'm not even treating myself the way that I'm supposed to be treating. I shouldn't even be putting myself in these situations. I shouldn't even be around these type of motherfuckers. Like, I I got to do better, right? But when it comes to waking up every day, the reason I wanted to do this challenge is because I want to actively work hard at 
being happy or feeling joy or understanding, having good moments throughout the day, doing things that can elevate you, you know, waking up, not getting on social media, it's the, it, it keeps you away from bullshit, you know? It keeps you away. You don't want to engage in negativity on a wake up. You still kind of in REM sleep. You know, reading a book is distracting. And it also helps, you know, build your vocabulary. It it changes your conversation. It creates conversation. You know, a good book could start a great friendship with somebody. You know, you might read a good is book and talk to somebody else about it. And they read that book and they tell somebody, you just changed that author's life. As soon as you told somebody about that book, you just made them a, you just made a sell pretty much. And you just created a conversation that can make somebody be like, damn, you really be reading good ass books, girl. Like, I want to get back into reading. Like, give me a good list of some books. You never fucking know. Like, you know, when I look at, when I saw the thing with Tia Mari, I felt her like, Listen, if I just wanted to be in a fucking relationship just to be for the sake of being in a relationship and being with somebody that doesn't fulfill me and doesn't make me happy, I could have did this shit 10 times over with a few motherfuckers in the last year. I could be I could be married if we really want to talk about it. I could be married with kids right now. But a bitch would have been miserable, sad because I would have been loving someone who doesn't love themselves nor loves me or more than I love who I am. It's hard to pour from an empty glass. There's a lot of people that are married in relationships. I'm telling you, it's it's from personal experience that I have realized no matter how long you're married to somebody, how long you're in a relationship with somebody, it does that number of years does not equate happiness. And dating might be hard. Going out meeting people is hard, but what's not hard is loving me. What's not hard is waking up and having a purpose every day. And what's not hard is being valued and respected. Period. But what's not hard is not letting somebody fucking play with me. That's what's not hard. What's hard, was a tough spill, pill to swallow, is to wake up to somebody I despise every day. To have to listen to somebody. Like, when you can't stand somebody, when somebody gets to the core of irritating the shit out you, I tell y'all all the time, the way somebody breathes... They could have breathed that way when you was in love in the honeymoon stage. But by the time that you are done and you overstayed your welcome, the way that that motherfucker breathe will drive you up a wall. The way they chew will, it'll be the smallest things you never noticed about them. And then you're picking and you're picking and you're picking and nothing that they do will ever be right because you're not right because you're not supposed to be there. So trying to tell someone who was in a relationship with somebody for 23 years and she's only been single for three months to go back to her husband when a bitch ain't date in 23 years. Of course it's hard. It's not hard because, you know, you should go back to be your husband. She's probably meeting a lot of her fucking husbands. <laughs> she's probably meeting a lot of people that are like him. She's probably meeting people like we all do who think that they're the fucking prize that want to compete with who's really the bad bitch, but say that they're a man. We are comp competing with people who don't value themselves. So therefore they don't value you. We're competing with people who are insecure. So they want you to feel the way that they feel. Misery loves company. You know, that's the hard part of dating. The hard part in dating is meeting somebody, liking them, putting your guard down, and you realize the person that you like is a representative of the person that you have in front of you. And what's hard about dating is feeling like you wasted a certain amount of time with somebody, so you don't want to start over again with a new somebody. I'm here to tell you, start over with that new somebody. I'm starting over new somebody's at this point because I'm fucking tired. Start over with that new somebody. It it don't matter. 
Time does not matter. It is somebody that I wish would fucking leave their situation and they got fucking decades in my nigga. That if they at this point leave, I would throw a fucking party because they're miserable. And the last thing you want to do is live your last day on earth next to somebody who cannot make you happy, could not make you smile that day, had you irritating, arguing, fucking regretting life. So no, don't tell nobody to go back to their husband, especially when you don't know why they left. Y'all see, the thing is, y'all see a good looking man and y'all see him on TV. And I'm not saying that he did anything or didn't do anything, but y'all see him as a surface level finance man that has a job, you know, built himself up. And Tia is just super successful and she emasculated him and she needs to go back and get her man. No, the fuck she don't. She had to raise her children, stay black, and live her best life. Because when you get to the point where you really fuck with you, I'll be watching this older lady on TikTok, and she always say, I love me way too much to settle. I have a very fulfilling life. I do so much. I have so much love in my life. And once you accept that love in your life, you don't only need it from a romantic companion that is far and few between. That's really talk about it. A lot of situations, those happy moments are very far and few between, but when they're happy, it's so um, addictive because you barely get it. It's like you're chasing, it's like when you're in addiction, you're chasing that original high that's just, you'll never get that again. No matter how, you know, spontaneous the night before it was or how romantic that one night before you're going to end up and i said this before you're going to recycle the same arguments over and over and over because bitch you're supposed to leave when you find yourself in that miserable spiral men and women whoever whoever you're dating you gotta go it was a whole fucking thread on tiktok and twitter that had me disgusted and it was about men saying when they when they realized they hated their girlfriend. A man sat there and said that he no longer ejaculated when he was with his with his girlfriend. So he spat on her back so she can think that he did it. And he laughed about it. Somebody tweeted like how they they just kept thinking about like slamming her their girlfriend's head in a wall. You know how fucking insane that is to fucking stay in a situation that no longer serves you that you don't want to be in just for the sake to say that you have a relationship. And that's why I say just leave. But y'all always want people to stay, stay, stay because you feel like, oh, well, ain't nothing else out there. It, it is. But, but the thing is, you haven't loved yourself enough to care to find out. You haven't done the work to realize that there is somebody out there for you. But but they'll come to you when you're a full person. Love ain't got to be that hard. It ain't got to be that complicated. And it damn sure don't bring misery. Now, is everything easy? No. Will there be some, you know, hard times? Absolutely. Because that's just like life. Like I talked about before, life just ain't easy. You know, depending on your religious values, life is not easy, but you're going to go to a paradise afterwards. You know what I, like, you get what I'm saying? Like, this shit ain't easy. No one's life is easy. No relationship is easy, but it don't gotta be that motherfucking hard. And it don't have to bring misery. Because the last thing I'm gonna do is lay up and stay around and cook and clean up after somebody that I don't even want to talk to me. The last thing I'm gonna do is stay in a situation for a time. And the last thing y'all need to do is tell someone who had the courage to remove themselves from a situation that no longer served them to fucking go back to it. And then gaslight her and talk about it's an emotional response. No, because y'all don't, if it is, it's because y'all don't know what the fuck went on. And she's probably protecting that for the love that she has for her children. But y'all are such fucking pick me's. Not the not the bad bitches that listen to this podcast, but the person you probably gonna send this to because they be doing that shit. The so many fucking pick me's out in the world. 
that are so misogynistic, so male identifying that they're going to find issue in women any way it goes, which is going to lead me to the next topic, which is Jada Pinkett Smith and her new memoir. So Jada Pinkett is, has um, a new memoir coming out. I'm going to look it up. I'm going to look up this thing real quick. Shout out to the Jasmine Brandy. Always get us right. Mm-mm-mm, mm-mm-mm. Okay. So Jada Pinkett Smith um, has a new, more, new memoir coming out soon. It's entitled, I think, Worthy. So um, she has been going on a press junket during which um, she spoke with, I believe it was Hoda from the Today Show. I forgot Hoda's last name. Is Hoda black, y'all? I don't know if Hoda is black. I always thought she was like a little biracial lady, but I don't know. But anyway, during the interview, she disclosed that her and Will Smith has been um, separated for the last seven years. Um, apparently everybody's surprised by this. I'm not surprised by this. I thought that they kind of made it clear without making it clear that they were not exclusively for each other and that at some point they were living lives separately. And they both disclosed that they're never getting a divorce and that they don't cheat on each other and that they're very honest with each other. They literally have said this for the last fucking seven years. We have literally witnessed them live very separate lives. Will Smith is forever traveling the world if he's not on set. And she's rarely ever around. She lives her life separately. We literally saw the thing with the entanglement. But the problem, if you go back and listen to my other episodes, when the entanglement situation came, everybody just blamed Jada Pinkett. Just like today, people are upset because they're calling her a liar. And she said, they said she's embarrassed at him by revealing this as if Will Smith did not come out with a memoir literally two years ago I have the book as if he did not reveal things that she may not have wanted him to discuss or reveal things that later had people turning their backs and disrespecting her it's and mind you it has mostly been women black women at that Will Smith has had several girls hiding in plain sight that has been with them and I don't even think they've been hiding just as just as free as a bird as they want to be. And allegedly, I can't tell y'all who because I'm not trying to get so... I'm going to say allegedly has had people in plain sight. But there has been rumors that some of these women who has no accounting for it, don't work for them, don't do anything around them, not an assistant or nothing, just friends. Just as much as she had August Alcina around. But y'all just want to blame the fucking women. They have literally disclosed that they have spent time apart, spent time with others, trying to discover themselves. Jada Pekin literally said that she has been on a spiritual journey and has put herself first. Has had been in a relationship with herself because she was missing that. She has literally learned several different religions on her path to finding who she is and her purpose in life. Will Smith has literally coined the phrase bad marriage for life. Because y'all won't agree with the way in which they decide to live their lives. Now, also, y'all act like y'all don't got a bunch of people that y'all know that y'all can look on Instagram right now and see that they live total different lives while I'm still married. I got people in my family. They live totally different lives, live very vicariously, show up, hang out, you know, they together when they together when they ain't think. That's it. Y'all see this shit every day. Every fucking day. Mind your business. 
Because then this is the point. Everybody's relationship is not going to be super conventional. If this makes them happy, if this is a way for and and them say, listen, I don't believe in divorce, but I also don't believe in only one, only one love, only loving one person in this lifetime. You are my truest love because they understand each other's love language. Maybe they could not be in a monogamous relationship, neither one of them. So they decided, hey, I ain't jealous. You do what you do. I do what I do. We're separated. They're not They're not getting a divorce. How does that make her a fucking bad person? Why do y'all always have to blame this lady for every single thing that goes on in their marriage? Do y'all think that Will Smith is spineless? Because I don't think so. First of all, as a woman who dates men primarily from Philadelphia, mostly from West Philadelphia. Um, that's where I grew up. And I've had a lot of experience from men with men in West Philadelphia. Not a lot. I'm not a whore. But yeah, I, I have my fair share of experience and ain't shit a pushover about none of them niggas. Even somebody that is a fucking pushover is not that much of a pushover where they'll just let you do any fucking thing. Be serious. Stop thinking that he's a simp because he ain't busting guns and he don't disrespect her. He don't call her a bitch. The bitches he be having around sign NDAs. They're going to respect and they can't talk on it. The reason why she had to come out about August Alcina because August Alcina started out as a family friend who did not probably sign a fucking NDA or somebody that she truly loved and wanted to see get better, but he wasn't doing better for himself and he spiraled and spilled that too. But that motherfucker been quiet since. He's been quiet for a reason. He hasn't talked for a reason. So maybe she spoke up because men talk too fucking much. That man did. But he probably got his holes, you know, in check. They live a very... Will Smith is one of the richest actors in the world. They live a very luxurious life to keep him company while him and his wife continue to be married. And perhaps they live in California. That 50%, he makes way more money than Jada Pinkett. You think that man want to do away with 50%? And the, they've been married, I think she said, let's see how long Jada Pinkett and Will Smith. I think they've been married for like 30 years. Let me see. Let me do my Google, y'all. Since 1997, what's that? Like 25 years? No, it's like, gotta be like 28. Oh, 26. Yeah, 26 years. You think somebody that's been married for 26 years, where majority of their fame and their money came within those 26 years, want to get a fucking divorce? You got to remember, this man is a box office smash. Like, Will Smith put a movie and it's going number one, regardless. Like, he's not trying to get a fucking divorce. Nor do they probably want to. They probably live a very good life together. As you can see, that he's very, he takes care of all the women in his family. They all get along very well. He still has a very loving relationship with his oldest son's mother, Sheree. Like, her and Jada get along. Do you really think that he believes in and wants to get another divorce? He literally said in his memoir that he would never have divorced his first wife if she didn't want to. But for some reason, we identify with blaming Jada Pinkett Smith because innately and what has been taught to you is to take care of men and not take care of women. That nature versus nurture shit, that's all it tells me is that your mama just wasn't a girl's girl. And she probably doesn't protect women, which means leads me to believe that she probably ain't protect you. Because the fact of the matter, I just feel like these are two grown-ass people doing their thing. and. 
because y'all keep minding their fucking business and because she has a memoir. See, I just talked about this with memoirs. Don't give me a memoir and don't talk about no real shit. That's probably why I couldn't really get into his book. Don't give me no bullshit as memoir and not talk about the real shit. Don't write a memoir if you ain't trying to unlock layers. One of the best memoirs, and he wasn't famous when he wrote it, is by James McBride. It's it's called The Color of Water. He talks about his upbringing in such a raw manner, such an honest manner. Mind you, he's just a writer. He wasn't famous at the time. He's now a famed writer because of this memoir. But it was so raw that you became interested in these stories. They are from real people. You felt pulled in. You got to see their lifestyle. It's such a social, like memoirs are supposed to like embark some type of like sociological revelation. You know what I mean? Because we're supposed to see your life through your lenses, how you seen it. Like if I was to ever write a memoir, I would really have to sit with my thoughts and be very honest in a way that I have never been honest about before. You talk about things that you've never talked before. That's why so many people have intense therapy when they write memoirs because you're unlocking things that you haven't mentioned. You're unlocking things that can later bite you in the ass. You are unlocking things that you have held close to your heart. You are letting the public into your life and you're literally giving them a bird's eye view of the last how many ever years of your life. So yeah, she's not doing nothing wrong by revealing this. Don't give us no bullshit ass memoir that I could have found through an article from fucking People Magazine. Tell us the real. I want to know it all, Jada. I want to know how big Tupac thing was just as much as I want to know what prompted for you guys to decide to separate. Like, I think it's going to be a good ass memoir and I'm going to buy it and I'm going to listen to it. I'm going to listen to the audio book. I'm buying it next week when it come out. Like, y'all are just so, I, I just hate to pick me shit. If you feel like you would pick me, if what I just said just, you know, made you realize, like, damn, I just might be a little pick me. Snip out that shit. Um, do I got time to talk about the other topics? I'll save it for next week. Next, oh, I've uh um put a little glow on it for one person. Um, and that is Lady London. I actually have no advice for her other than for y'all to really tap into who she is because she's very talented. She's beautiful. And for everybody that said they're tired of hearing Uchi Coochie bust this Coochie fucking music, y'all need to listen to Lady London or Raspity. Stop saying that y'all don't want to hear the WAPs in the Booty Hole Brown songs, but then when these girls are putting out songs and putting out records and putting giving y'all lyricism and not talking about busting it down, y'all don't want to listen to them. Go listen to the girls. They're rapping. There is a rapper for everybody out right now. Tune in to Lady London. She's very talented. One thing I like about her through music, I absolutely, absolutely love um, story times. I think that she has such a niche for telling a story within. And Cash Style has this too. They both are able to tell you such a good story within their lyrics that I want to see it on film. Like, I think the only thing that she needs to do is have a budget to really make videos or short movies or whatever like she needs to turn get a, a fucking movie deal to turn turn some of these uh songs into film because she's she tells such a rich story that it's just like i'm i'm entertained i want the next part what happened what happened in the the song where's the next song because i need to know what else is going on cash style is really good at that too so those are the only things i would say is just really get um i hope hopefully she gets like some type of deal where she can write you know movies based off of the songs that she create um because i think she's super talented and not too many people are able to tell a story within um while rapping i know um i listened to biggie he's really good at it um back in the day nikki did it a little bit with um like her mixtape songs like when she did the warning freestyle um jay-z is really good at it too 
But um, we need to see more of it because I really, I really like Lady London. I think y'all need to give her a follow, listen to her music, tap in. Um, especially if you always complain about the state of black women in red. Not you uh, talking about it, but you ain't being about it. Go listen to her. I like it. Um, our glow up topic is. I saw this on a post from We the Urban on Instagram, and it sparked um, some type of conversations that I've been having lately with some of my friends and family, um, just talking about life and just talking about where I'm at with certain situations. And, you know, in therapy, I've talked about this a lot. And the quote was, a connection without emotional safety is just an attachment. And I feel like that resonated with me because it's very odd when people tell me like I'm closed off, right? Or like I'm not transparent or I I I I don't tell nobody my business or I keep things to myself and I I I I know everybody else too, but don't like no one. That's furthest from the fucking truth. If you don't know certain things about me or what I have actively going on is because it's not a safe space or to say like, I never cried. I don't cry in front of just anybody, you know, like I told y'all on um, a couple of weeks ago, I had a lot of stuff going on in my family and I was fucked up for a couple of weeks because I just, it was just so much unknown. And um, several people had called me. I didn't answer the phone. I was I just happened to be like feeling very emotional and my best friend called FaceTime me and I just started crying. Child, this girl was about to she lived on the other side of the city. Was about to jump in her car in the middle of a work day and come drive to my house just to see why I'm crying and what's wrong because I couldn't get it out. And it wasn't that something happened right at that moment. It just was a buildup of everything happened. And you know why she witnessed me crying? Because I could have ignored her car like everybody else. I feel safe with her. I know that I can be vulnerable with her. I know that she wants the best for me. I know that she is a protector, like I am a protector of her. You know? That this isn't something that will be thrown in my face, like, oh, bitch, you were just, I was there for you when you was crying. No. That's been my friend since I was fucking 11, 10, 11. Like, there's comfort there. There is vulnerability there. There's friendship. There's family there. You know, the same with family members. If you don't learn, if you don't spend time with me, if I don't spend time with you, if you don't know what I'm upset about, or you don't know certain aspects of me emotionally and I come off cold, it's just because I don't feel safe in that situation. It might be that you fucking gossips. It might be that you cool with a motherfucker I don't fuck with. Or even as friendships or relationships, it's because you showed me that I can't trust you in that way. So there is a guard there. And the problem with it is people literally show you who you who they are and literally have given you every reason not to fuck with them. Or not to trust them in that way and not feel vulnerable to entrusting them your very sacred emotions, feelings, or thoughts. They have literally gave you every reason not to. But you proceed with a surface-based relationship. They get irritated because they no longer, they don't understand why you're surface with them. It makes them feel a certain way because you don't get, they don't get to experience the fullness of who you are. Everybody is not going to have the same relationship. There is certain levels of other people I have experienced. They, they might not show to everybody that they're around. There is people out here that you would be like, oh, they're such a bitch. They're so mean that I have seen them show me nothing but kindness and gratitude and been the sweetest person, the most supportive person in my life that when I called, they have showed up for me. There has, there are men that I have dated where it's like, they come off very much like an asshole, but I've seen other facets of them. There are people that I have dated long-term that 
don't even know the fullness of me because they showed me before that my feelings are not sacred. They will not protect me. And they can't do shit about my emotions. They, they can't even, they're not somebody I should be vulnerable with. I could be cool as long as there ain't no feelings there. Once I remove that aspect, it is what it is. And at that point, I'm just having you around just to have you around, just because I don't want to always seem like a bitch. But one thing about it, two things for sure, I don't mind surface level things. You know, I don't mind it. But the thing is, I don't keep it close to my orbit. It's very much out there in outer space. I see you when I see you when I look up in the telescope, but for the most part, anything that I have to create a boundary or um, a wall with, I don't keep close around me because you already showed me that this is not a safe space. And right now, the way that my mentality is elevating, the way that my spirit is sensitive, the way that I'm very personable, I take me personal now, the way I love myself now, I'm not running that risk of being around anybody that I can't trust. So when I say like trust is big, it's big. That don't mean I don't fuck with you, but it just mean like you're not a a big deal, you know? Like it, it means that you are no longer a priority of mine. You might just be a relation. You just might be somebody I just know. Like, it's just like when you're dating and somebody cheats on you. And I remember Tammy, um, her name is Tammy Riviera from Love and Hip Hop. She said that she's married to Waka Flocka. She said to him, I was so good to you. I loved you so much. I loved you to my core there is no way after what you did to me that I'll ever be able to love you back in the same way. I can still love you, but I can't love you and wholeheartedly the way I did before because you changed who I was as a person. And I don't think he changed who she was as a person, but he taught her that when it comes to matter of the heart with him, he will not protect her. He will not cover her. Therefore, she has to take care of herself. And she has to take care of herself in a way that she feels is natural and feels is best, which is keeping him at arm's length. Length. So, yeah, I can love you, but will I ever love you deeply, passionately, you know, without restraints? No, which is why they're no longer together now. Because that's a miserable as life to live. So when you sometimes are questioning why a friendship changed, sometimes it's friendships change just because of life. Sometimes, you know, familial dynamics, like family dynamics change just because of life. And sometimes it's just it's best for things to be surfaced because there is a lack of trust there. And I think when you do bullshit, that's the risk that you run. When you get weird, that's the risk that you run. When you cheat on somebody, that's the risk that you run. When you show somebody that they are no longer of value to you and that they're disposable, that means that you are no longer a safe space for their emotions. That means everybody doesn't need to hold on to every attachment. That means some of y'all will get cut at the seams. Because one of the problems is a lot of times we all don't want to be the bad guy. And I'm starting to come to terms with if that's how, if I got to be the bad guy to keep bad guys away from me, then I'll just be the bad guy in your story. Like if I got to be the bitch, if I got to be the, 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 the fucking villain, to keep people who don't care about me, that I don't feel safe with, uh, from around me, in order for me to thrive and survive, I'll, I'll just be it. I'll just be the bitch. Like, if it means I gotta really just have five fucking friends and deal with two people, <laughs> you know, 
date somebody I met while traveling that's respectful and nice and completely not my type, but they're they treat me and respect me in a way that I never felt before, that there is safety there. I'll do anything f- to feel safe around the people I love. Ain't no passion, passionate love ain't fun when you don't trust nobody. Cause all that shit means is that it's surfaced. I can have a whole lot of fun with somebody, but when it come down to the wire, to the nitty gritty, when shit is really going on in my life, I promise you I'll ghost because I don't trust that person. And it gets to situations where you need to feel safe around the people that you surround yourself with. That means it'll come to that point like where I'm at right now. I need to feel safe about how I feel. I need to be safe about my emotions. I need to be safe about how I come off right now. Because every day I don't got it to be super happy-go-lucky all the time. Every day, you know, I'm not going to check in with you. I'm not going to always be able to, you know, be the girl I used to be. You know, I'm not going to be able to sit up here and, you know, be the girl that, you know, you used to be able to come slide through and chill with no more. Like, no, my nigga. Like, no. I'm not going to be ready to go on a date just because you said you want to take me out. I'm not available. And no facet, you know. And... What I what I'm from that quote is what I'm realizing is if I can't place emotion, if I can't feel safe, I kind of don't even need you around. And it ain't gotta be no beef. It ain't gotta be no beef. I don't really have. I really hate like where it's like we both know that this ain't gonna work, but now I hate you type shit. Like I hate that with like especially with dating. I hate where it's like we both, too much has happened for us to be happy. But now because I'm the one that bit the bullet, I'm the one that's like, no, I'm good. I I think that we should stop talking. Or I think, you know, you should just go do what you want to do. And like, you know, like we're cool. Like if we see each other, it's what's up. But like, I don't want to keep engaging. I'm the fucking villain. But you have created an unsafe environment for me. But if I bring that up, I'm projecting and I'm a villain. Because I'm telling you that I no longer feel safe emotionally with you. Therefore, I probably don't need you around. You know? And damn, if we really start talking about family, shit. (laughs) That's a whole nother fucking podcast episode. That's what I'm read. <laughs> That's why I read the books that I be reading. Because everybody that loves you don't love you in the way that they should. And everybody that you love is not safe. And once you start to realize that your emotions are not safe with certain people... It will literally, I feel like, start adjusting the way that you love and the way that you move. Um, Because at this point, I really, I don't have a lot of, I've been feeling like this for like the last two years. I don't have a lot of energy for weird environments. I feel like we have thrived in very crazy different situations with people and undervalued ourselves to make other people happy. You know, I feel like I've always been somebody that and I talk about this all the time. I've always been a person that don't mind the background. The problem is even when you play the background, there is somebody that is still made at the little bit of attention that you do get. And you start to act like, oh yeah, I don't like this and I don't want to talk and I don't want to, you be a smaller version of yourself to make other people be able to be okay with you being around, but to them, you still a big fucking deal and you can never be small enough. So let's stop playing small. Let's play for big. Let's continue to glow up. Let's remove these unhealthy attachments from our life. Let's first acknowledge 
some of these attachments and then realize what do we need in order to thrive with how I might thrive what I might need to thrive may not be what you need or maybe you need a little bit more but this is just some food for thought I thought that quote was very on a point with where I am growing and glowing um yeah so Thank you guys for listening to this week's episode. You can follow me on the podcast page, which is JST Let It Glow. And you can follow me um, on my personal page, which is DeAndre Kiera underscore. And also say hi, stop in for a live. Um, In the month of October, I'll be going live every Sunday at 8 p.m. Um, we'll be, it has been so much fun. The girls that are on the live are always a vibe. I love talking with y'all. It's always a good time. Um, we are glowing and growing together. The Glow Up Challenge has really created a very safe and communal space for us all. So if you are able to catch a live, um, join us this Sunday at 8 p.m. on a Just Let It Glow page. That's JST at that's at JST Let It Glow on Instagram. Um, also, um, yep, so you'll find it on Instagram, Just Let It Glow, JST Let It Glow. Um, I look forward to embarking on this next journey with y'all. The Glow It Up Challenge has been so amazing in so many ways, and I can't wait to see what's next for us all. Thank you. Bye.